Real. Intimate. You are now tuned into Bonnets and Durags, a Pillow Talk podcast. I'm your host, Via Simone. Let's get into it. What's going on, world? It's your girl, Simone, and you are tuned into another episode of Bonnets and Durags, a Pillow Talk podcast. I have been waiting to do this episode for so long. I wanted to make sure that I did an episode for Pride Month, and on, and while I honor uh, my Black brothers and sisters who belong to the LGBTQ community. So today's conversation is all about, um, you know, just kind of breaking those those societal norms and stereotypes of what surrounds queerness, what surrounds the LGBTQ community. We talk about pronouns. We talk about appropriate terminology. We talk about coming out stories. We talk about support and respect from peers, family, friends, loved ones. Um, it really, the conversation really runs the gamut and I am just so excited to share the, the great dialogue that I've had with an old friend and a new friend. Um, Jordan and Jess were incredible. Yesterday's episode was so amazing. I, I loved every bit of our conversation and I can't wait for you all to tune into it. But before we go ahead with that, I would be remiss to to not say something about the trans lives, the trans black lives that have been taken from us, you know, in these most recent weeks in 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 history. Um, I was doing a little bit of research uh, because I, I am still learning and I am still growing. And that's why I wanted to speak to people who were a part of the community. But in my research, I came across this powerful article that was written um, by Teek Milan on NBC News. And there's a passage in there that I just want to to share with you all that I think really summarizes this, the, this movement of why all Black Lives Matter. It's just not a certain type of black life. You literally have to be encompassing of all of that. And so I'm going to share this passage with you. So it says, this is the time for our progress to be intersectional and intergenerational. If not all of us, then none of us. All black people deserve to be heard and be seen in this movement. And the black identity of LGBTQ people isn't exclusive of our trans and queerness. There can be no hierarchy created to determine whether, excuse me, which black lives are more valuable than others. All systematic violence and discrimination against black people have to be examined. And before we begin, I want to take a moment of silence to honor the lives of Tony McDade, Nina Pop, Monica Diamond, and other transgender lives that we lost to violence this year. Thank you for taking this moment of silence with me as we honor their life and their legacy. All right, let's get into the episode. Hey, y'all. How are you? Hi. Good. Hey. Good. Happy Saturday. I've never recorded on a Saturday before. Yes, the weekend. Yes. <laughs> that, like, doesn't even feel like a weekend anymore because <laughs> right? this, week, this week, like, literally weeks in quarantine just feel like, Mondays and Thursdays. I don't know why. I just don't. Oh, yeah. It's like I'm really not looking forward to it, or it's like, oh, I'm, I'm almost there. Right. right. It's Saturday and Sunday, you're like, oh, shit, I got to go back on Monday. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, That's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how, how have you both have been feeling? What's been going on? I'm all right. Yeah. I mean, I'm riding an unemployment wave right now. And like, okay. there's a couple of like pickup gigs here and there. So, the work is flowing in and out, but for the most part, like my days are so open 
Mm-hmm. And and that feels good for now. You know, like I'm reclaiming all the time <laughs> that right. we put out into the world before this moment. So yeah, I'm I'm good chilling. Good. Yeah, I feel much of the same. It's like the unemployment wave is so serious. And with our profession, like you don't really know when we're gonna be able to be in rehearsals again or, you know, what performances will look like, what teaching, what classes will look like. So it's been it's been pretty pretty open, but like I'm starting to add more structure via like morning workouts and like okay we're gonna like bike here and um, dinner time you know just like trying to like put a little bit of like structure because completely mm-hmm. open is just like a never ending spring break which is just tiring right you know? a never ending spring break and it's like you never exactly. want to come back home so bad from being in Miami for two days right right, right. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like my bank account can't keep up with how fast I'm drinking so I'm like, mm. I have to like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, let me calm down and, like, really only have this one glass tonight because, uh, bitch, exactly. you, just, you were just at the store last week. Right, <laughs> okay, don't right. forget. They know my name at this point, you know? Right. It's too much. It's the too order much. is ready at the door. <laughs> like, like, you, don't, you don't want this this time? You don't want that? Okay. Right. Like, I'm, like, best friends with the FedEx and the UPS man at this point. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get into it, um, one, happy Pride Month. Um, I have been really looking forward to doing this episode because, like I had said before, I wanted to make sure that we're having open dialogue about members of the LGBTQ community that also belong to the Black community. I want to break down any type of stereotypes or stigmas or any any kind of judgment that comes from our community because I will say, I will be the first to say, if and if I got to die on the sale, I will, Black people can be judgmental as Mm. And it's it's important that we call them out on it and hold yes. them accountable. Yeah. So I wanted I wanted to bring the two of you on because I know that you both belong to the community and you've had different experiences um, in in being in that community. So I just wanted to kind of have like an open dialogue um, where we just we talk about your experiences and also just kind of like a, an informal educational moment when it comes to like pronouns and you know appropriate um, terminology, just so that way we all can. We all can grow and learn from this. I know that I'm learning um, every single day. So, you know, if there's anything that I say that I'm incorrect on, please correct me. I won't be offended. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we have healthy and and loving dialogue around this topic. So before we go ahead and jump into it, I would love to have both of you introduce yourselves, tell people who you are, what you've got going on, where they can find you on social media, and we'll get into it. You want to go, Jess? Ladies first, ladies yeah. first. <laughs> Reclaiming my time. Exactly. Um, I'm Jess. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, I didn't, I'm a cis woman, cis black woman. Um, and I currently live in Brooklyn, Flatbush. And I am a dance artist, performer, choreographer, and educator um, and writer. So I, I do that here in Brooklyn and Normally it's cute and normally it's busy and it's booked and blessed. And I'm really lucky for that. This is my fourth year living in New York as of uh, July 1st. <clears throat> so it's, I mean, it's been really great. I love living here. I, I'm, I grew up in LA, I uh, was born in North Carolina. So I've traveled around a bit. Um, and that's, that's that, right? I'm 20s, still cute, still fresh, still a young fish. You know what I mean? Um, and that's that. <laughs> Yes, yes. Beautiful. It's actually, it's crazy. I've never realized how similar our introductions might be. Like, (laughs) also on my fourth year, like, also, you know, dance artist, 
identifying as like a teacher, um, a, a choreographer, a performer, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I'm Jordan. Demetrius Lloyd, and I got to do the middle name because if you want to Google me, you know it's always always there. Um, But yeah, I'm from upstate New York, Albany. We know this, me and Simone, 518. Um, I went to SUNY Brockport out by Rochester in Western New York, which was, um, yeah, an experience. I mean, New York is such a diverse state, so it was interesting to kind of go out west um, and then come down to the city. Yeah, I've been in Brooklyn for two years now, was in West Harlem for a year before that, so within my fourth year. Um, and then, yeah, similar 20s. I'm usually, like, way too busy um, navigating, like, intense schedules that are often, like, fluctuating. But right now, yeah, it's really chill being a performer and a dance artist. Um, but, yeah. In my twenties, cute, black. Come on, black. You know. <laughs> yes, welcome both of you. I'm so hyped for this, honestly. Like, yes. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Bring us back to like your childhood days. Um, I just want to hear, like, like set us set the set the scene. I want to hear how you were thinking as a child, how you were feeling as a child. If you've had any kind of emotions that kind of made you feel like you were different and and how you tackled that. So let's, let's start from like the beginning. Mm. Ooh, she was quiet. I was a quiet child, um, but had like a mouth on me. So it was like, it was very silent, but deadly, which is, I think still true. Um, but I grew up in North, so I was born in North Carolina and lived there for the first nine years of my life. And like really Southern family, like, you know, kind of like some, as with every family, like some tension and, you know, whatnot. And, um, and then my parents got divorced and we moved to California. Um, and that was a big change, but a great change. Like, I loved moving out there and people were so different, but super quiet, like a lot of alone time as a child and um, a lot of time to kind of like sit back and like observe. I'm like watching a lot of people and like kind of really being fascinated by people's like different, you know, situations, how their families were different, how, you know, their houses were different, like how everything was kind of like, just um, different from like what I had going on. And I didn't feel like I was like, I have have a younger brother and we weren't close growing up, but we are now. Um, But it was, yeah, but like a super like open family. Like I remember my family, like from day one, kind of always being like, we'll support you, like whatever it is you want to do. And um, mainly this was like dance. Um, I didn't date a lot when I was younger because I just didn't have time. Um, I was always busy and, you know, people are trash but I was also like always like just like really like friends with people that I was you know I was like oh like I'm just the the person that's like the friend and not seen as like a sexual person or like a an attractive person in that way and I started dating into like college kind of but still not really um but I mean yeah childhood is childhood was like I don't remember a lot of it which is really weird to me like I don't remember like really specific like I do when I don't um which is really interesting but I know that like, yeah, it was, a, it was like watching like a ton of movies and like, you know, TV, just like ingesting pop culture, like in my veins, like directly. Um, and then when I started dancing, when I was in middle school and high school, it was like at the studio all the time, like still like coming, like I wasn't like going out on the weekends until like very sporadically until I was like in high school, like properly. I don't know. It feels like I have like a very boring childhood, which is fine. Um, I mean, it doesn't sound boring at all. 
right? North Carolina yeah. to California. Like, I'm like, <laughs> <that's> yeah. <high." laughs> and your dance was life. Like, I wish. That sounds like a movie to me, honestly. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. I mean, but it was like, you know, like, also where we moved to, like, we were in L.A., but then also, like, high school was, like, up in uh, the high desert of California. And so it was, like, a lot of, like, white people. Like, I mean, like, not... I mean, like, there was, it was always a lot of white people, duh. But, like, I remember, like, going to these dance studios, and I was the only, like, black girl, like, there. And, you know, always getting the, like, oh, you're not, like, really black. Because mm. you talk like a white girl. Mm. But I was, like, little do you These are I'm white like, people saying that to you? These are, like, black and white people saying that to me. Wow. Yeah. These are, like, these are, like, black people who are, like, you're not really black because, like, you're yeah. light-skinned and, like, yeah. um... And you, I was like trying to assimilate like my southern accent to like no accent at all. So then it sounds like, oh, like you sound like a white girl. Um, and then like being at these dance studios and being the only black girl there, and like I was like I was just talking about this the other day, like not like being bigger than the girl, other people, and like not having any costumes made that fit me, and like not having any like like I like couldn't dance in like full productions because they refused to like make a costume my size. Oh my mm. god! I know it was like really dramatic. It was like really mm. like it was insane. It was like it was like super racist. Like I got like framed for like stealing money from the dance studio that I like was at. I know it was like so dramatic. It was like the summer. What? I know I was like leaving to go to college in the fall. I went to college in Boston, outside of Boston, Mass, a small like liberal arts school called Dean College. And I remember like being in, I was in this ballet company in town and I remember being in rehearsal and someone had, someone had stolen like $1,500. And I was like a teacher at the studio as well. And I was like keeping my, I remember keeping myself in the office. And so I was in and out of the office, like, with these other teachers. And, of course, everyone, like, the money goes missing and people, like, blame me right away. Wow. And it was, like, a month of, like, really hateful, like, behavior from everyone. And, like, people, like, assuming it was me, so then treating me really shitty. And I had to, like, be the one to talk to the ballet director and be like, I did not do this. Like, shame on you all for, like, treating me this way. Right. I shouldn't have to do it. And my my mom came in there and cussed them out to next Sunday. Absolutely. That she should have. And I was like. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was awful. And I don't talk to anyone. I mean, so I was, was, like, dancing with these people for, like, five years. And I don't talk to any of them anymore. Mm -hmm. Wow. I was like, that's so shitty. So then I'm like, I think about, like, my real. I'm like, okay, like, positive dance experiences don't start really until college. Which is late. But I, was, yeah. I, was, I started dancing in like sixth grade, you know, I was like 11 or 12. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's real though. Like I, my, my story is very similar. Like in, in yeah, in the sense that like, um, was always like in a dance community, but while we know upstate New York, right? It's like predominantly white. Um, mm-hmm. And I did go to like, yeah, a predominantly white high school and there wasn't dance immediately in that space. Like we had like, we did musicals and like there was like a dance team and stuff, but I think I was looking for a different type of training. Um, And so found like, yeah, a studio outside of my high school, but it was predominantly white. And like, I remember leaving that studio and and not feeling um, really attached to any of the people. And it's like, yeah, I don't talk to a lot of those folks. Like from that part of my life, like yeah, isn't that I, crazy? You're yeah, like, crazy. Like, like you like how like how like like people like can think that like you're attached to them, but it's like no, like that, I'm not your friend. Like, yeah, 
just put up with you for like right, you know, right, like, right. And, the, and those lines are slow, so blurry too, mm-hmm. because I feel you feel like when you're growing up, middle school, high school, that those people are your friends. Like they have to be your friends by association, of course, because that's the environment you grow up in. But as soon as I graduated high school, I was like, "Fuck these people!" Honestly, like, why am I? Why am I keeping up with this performativeness of like trying to fit in? Yeah, with these white folks. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. But I never really was was not that. Obviously, I'm not saying it as like, "Oh, I hate white people," but you know, this sense of like, I was trying to to shrink myself to be be like y'all. To, exactly. to be friends with y'all. So I totally feel what you're saying. Yeah. I was like, never, I never cried at graduation. I, yeah. like, I'm always like, I was hype. I was hype. Can we take a photo? Can we take a, I'm like, bitch, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to all on the gram. Right. <laughs> Hit up my IG. Y'all was in <laughs> You know what's so interesting though about both of your dance stories and not fitting in and feeling Included, I, I also danced too, but obviously not to this, the, the rigor that you all have, but I danced from two to, t- to 14. Um, and I remember in like my tap and jazz and ballet classes, it's so it's such a silly story, but like I used to be so bent up about it. So I was like nine years old and that's when I was like starting to kind of really come into my body. And I remember having like a butt and looking in the mirror and looking at all the girls who were on like the, the um, the bar, like the ballet bar, it just we're all like at our side profile and like seeing all these white girls with flat butts right. and just how how seemingly beautiful and at that time I thought they looked in their costumes and my little tutu is like sitting up and like I just was so used to go home and cry about the fact like why does my body look like this? Why do I have a butt? Why can't why can't I look as pretty in my costume as everyone else? And what you were saying just about like the sizing with the with the costumes, I remember my mom would have to like kind of like alter them herself because mm-hmm. anything that I that came in from the, the, um, the dance studio that they sent over to us, I never could fit. I'd always have to find alternative clothing. So it's just, it's such a, an interesting industry, especially like growing up as like a young black kid in that in that Oh my gosh, space. it really is. And like you just, it's like you, from such a young age, are just confronting your body in such right. ways. Like you really have to like see yourself. And I think that that asks a lot of young people who are already in these like, predominantly white spaces so we're already feeling like you know levels of otherness and stuff like that yeah it 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 was a lot and you know yeah and like how amazing that we were all able to kind of like put that behind us and like move Mm -hmm. forward and I mean I you know I met Jess when I moved to New York and like yeah so I feel like my now my dance relationships are like thick like I'm like these are some Mm -hmm. good people that I'll remember yeah that like I'm gonna remember I'm inspired by them and yeah I just I'm so happy to have like gotten here but yeah, Albany, Albany was a trip. <laughs> sure was. Sure was. I'm not gonna lie though. I did like I did enjoy growing up in Albany, but totally. And, and like just we we had fun. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. We used to be at Tiffany's house doing dumb shit. Like I know. just <laughs> it was just great. We made we made it fun. But yeah. um yeah. Um what I wanted to dive into is kind of like both of you take us back to like your memories of your first crush. Like, what were those feelings like? Who was that person without dropping names? Mm-hmm. What What were you feeling? Honestly, yeah. Like, I went through a period in middle school where, so confusing, but I was dating, like, girls. Like, I think a lot of, you know, young, like, young folks were uh, doing that. Like, sixth, mm-hmm. seventh grade, like, we started to be like, oh, like, you asked her out or you're going to the dance with her and this, that, the other. So 
I just joined the party, you know, and did, I think, what other folks around me were doing. And, um, you know, my awareness that I was into guys was also, I think, forming at that time. Mm. Like, it was, it, it was such, I think for me, it was such a clear truth. Like, it was such a clear thing that, like, as, as any human starts to understand, like, what it means to like other folks... I was I was doing that too, and it was never like I started with women and then like transitioned or had to yeah like it was like oh I I just like these people I like these guys but somehow ended up in like three relationships yeah I was like speed dating back in middle school y'all speed dating yeah and you know like the gay, the gay boys are always the one who like the levels of sensitivity were there so the girls uh-huh. were like, yeah like I had so many girlfriends already and like um but yeah I was like I I had a crush on this girl who was like you know, one of like 15, 20 black folks inside of my school. Um, very sweet. Like made me feel like we were like as much best friends as, I mean, that's all, but this is really all we were doing like back in seventh grade, but you kissed, but like yeah. we, were, we were really just friends. And yeah, we were close and we dated for like seven months. Um, and then after I broke up with her, I came out as bi because that was just what felt like the right choice for me at the time. Um, and this was in middle school? This was seventh grade, which is like young. Yeah, like. Yeah, so you were like, oh. I was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I don't have time. Yeah. A young king who knows what he wants. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, who, did you, who did you come out to? Was that like to your family or was that like to like your friends? It was, you know, it was so strange. I would come out to like, like, I don't even know how to describe these people, like friends but not close, not my closest yeah. of friends, Fair you know? Places. Yeah, it, it was like people I could trust, but like also the low stake people. Like mm-hmm. the folks that I'm like, you know, if you like bug out, like if you need to like, you know, dub me as a friend, will I really care? It was like those yeah. folks. Okay. And and most of them, like the reaction was like, oh, like I feel like I knew, which is like, I feel like petty in many ways, <laughs> but we can talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, there was a lot of like that, like, oh, don't worry about it, this doesn't change anything. And then- yeah, my family was last, Jess. So I did. I like worked my way through like my friend groups in school um, because it felt like, you know, I was already the like dancing kid. Like my voice was so high growing up. Like one, I don't know that my voice has dropped now, but it definitely didn't drop yes. until like <laughs> until I was like, you know, I mean, yesterday, yeah, like dead ass. Like it, I was really like ah, the my entire childhood. Um, so yeah, like. most people were like yeah like we know we know we know but I still date I still dated two women after I came out as bi um who both were really I I guess cool about it and like I remember having like weird conversations about like like guys like we would like flip through it probably wasn't instant you know it wasn't Instagram what was it like maybe MySpace honestly yeah yeah, like our like IMs like we were like talking about guys and my girlfriends would be like well do you think he's hot and I'm like "Uh, yeah like so it was like I don't know, like my first crushes, like I, I, I think about those few folks. And then I think about my freshman year of high school when I, when I was introduced to one of my friend's cousins at a Memorial Day party. And he was like two years older and out. And I was like, well, I'm out now too. And like, maybe at this point I was identifying as gay. In ninth grade. I think so. Yeah. Like somewhere within like eighth and ninth grade. Yeah. And he was like, oh my gosh, head over heels. We talked (laughs) on the phone and I was like, I'm talking on the phone. And I thought that that was so cute. And like, 
yeah, like his voice was deep, which is like low key kind of what I always wanted. Um, I don't know why that feels so important, but I was like, you know, I was like talking to a guy and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm talking mm-hmm. to a guy. That's that's major. Um, and I remember, yeah, like like the next, let's see, if it was Memorial Day, then maybe like a Labor Day cookout, because it was probably like through the summer, but some cookout happened like late summer. And we like walked behind an elementary school and like we made out and I it was like, yeah, my mind was blown. Wow. Go Wait, off. was this your first kiss? This was uh, my first male kiss. Okay. I, I kissed, okay. yeah, my partners in middle school. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. So though I, yeah. And that was like, yeah, like I, I'll never forget him. <laughs> do you still talk to him now? Like, do you know where he's at in his life now? No, you know, our communication dropped like, quick and I don't remember what like the breakup was like it, mm-hmm. I don't remember it being like bad like I remember we kept okay. a communication like while I was in high school um but he did go away to, to school like um so when he turned 18 he went to college like out of state and I feel like uh, things just like really fizzled at that point um but yeah yeah he's his name is Chris you know y'all don't know who he is ain't nobody gonna know but okay. he's like, <laughs> he's very, he was he was mad cute <laughs> okay Chris Mm-hmm. Come on now. Okay. I like have like mine is the complete opposite. Like I did not I like so I've read like I was left alone a lot as a child and I was like I've read I was reading like adult ass books at like ten, you know, like just reading like really like a lot of like James Patterson mystery novels and they would all have like you know these like adult like kind of like you know, obviously like sex scenes and then like, I was like so young. So I was like always in this like fantasy world. And so I think that I never, like, I would never admit who my crushes were in those school, but I would crush on, like, a lot of my male friends. And I was like, okay, like, that, that's fine. But I would never say anything. So then I would never, like, date, because I'm like, I'm never saying who I'm interested in. Right. And I was just so shy and like, so afraid of rejection. And I got, like, I got, like, teased. A lot. I mean, like, my last name is Pretty. And so I got made fun of so much. Like, you know, like, in school and like, well, who does she think she is? And I'm like, it's, mm. it's my government name. Like I didn't right. choose this. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so it was just a lot of like weird animosity from like girls I didn't know or like just, you know, whatever. And then, yeah, and then high school, I dated like one guy who was like, actually like ended up being like a friend of mine. We don't really talk now. I don't really go home anymore. But um, yeah, and like that was it. And I like just wasn't, and my dad died when I was in high school too. So I was just like, I don't want to date. I don't want to do any fun thing. Like, you know, I don't, like everything then just felt like, why do this? Like, why am I gonna, um, the only thing I would do would be like, going out like dancing. Like I would like dance like hard, like total like house party day kind of kid. Like, mm. um, and then like once I got to like college, still like didn't, I mean like dated like a little bit, but like. I just never like fully focused like I don't I think it was like a lot of like me like you know battling like self-worth and like am I beautiful like I mean I had a mom who put me on Weight Watchers when I was like nine Mm. and like you know I'm like at school with like a fucking like points booklet in like middle school you know what I mean like and so I was like I was I was like oh I think that my body is fine but I was told by like women in my family that my body wasn't fine and so that took a long time for me to like think of myself as like attractive or as mm. like worthy of like someone liking me. Right. Let it like, and that's like such a passive also way to date, right? Like not even like can I like mm. someone else um, in a way that is like could be realized or like whatever. 
Um, and so I just like crushed like hard, like just a lot. Like it feels like a lot of like unrequited, like always in my feelings things that I like, couldn't voice these feelings and thoughts that I had um, until like much, much later. Like literally like probably until like, like I was in college, like dated a couple people and like it was fine. It was really, really cool, like casual, but still like um, primarily like men. And then I moved to grad school I went to grad school right after college in Illinois. And I, it's just like going from like one, it's like spaces that like became like wider and wider as I got older. Right. <laughs> um, like, I'm just like, why, like, why? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I didn't, I didn't date anyone. Like I felt so unattractive when I was in Illinois, like didn't like date anyone, wasn't attracted to anyone, but like knew that I was also like, I've always kind of been like, oh, like I like, like both men and women or like you know like people in between like I felt like I was always like as my attractions went like I was never like discriminating against anyone and I was like my family and my mom also used to joke a lot that I was a lesbian in high school because I didn't date anyone why is that always a joke in families like if you're if you're not dating, it's like, oh, well, do you like girls or do you like guys? Right. I don't understand that. Because I think that like that's literally like what one that was like how they were when it was their age, like when they were younger. Mm -hmm. Um, right, right. And it's also kind of like a like a, I think it's like a fake like, haha. Are you you're you're a lesbian? Cause you're not dating anyone. Right, right, like, right. Like, are are you? Know, like, like, you know, kind of like clock you for it. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah, so I remember like not like I don't know. So then like being yeah being in grad school and like being around like the most amount of queer people I've been around in my life. I mean, and that was like really close to a lot of musical theater people and undergrad but like being around like all of these like really like beautiful like and I was like oh like this is what because all my friends in grad school were like much older than me and like being around like okay like this is what like queerness is like this is how and then it was like because it's academic it was an academic setting like people were like labeling like you know like oh I'm bi like oh I'm queer like I'm mm-hmm. you know this I'm not in the third you know uh, like trans fan, like trans, you know, mass, like I'm trying to do these things. And I was like, okay, like I made, like there are so many, so many options. And then I remember moving to New York and the first year I got here and one of my best friends from high, like from like, like I moved to California in the fourth grade. I was like nine. And I was like, I met this person the first day I moved to, um, to California. And we're still friends to this day. He lives up in Harlem. And I remember like getting, getting to New York, visiting him, staying with him probably. And he was like, this is my boyfriend, da, 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 da. like never had like, I mean, in high, in, he always got teased for like potentially being gay. But what I loved was that he never like offered an explanation. He was never like, hey, by the way, I'm gay. Like, you right, know, like, right. Out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like fuck coming out. Like, you know, fuck the whole thing. Like, yeah. it doesn't have like, just because you didn't know doesn't mean that I like needed to like come out to you. So like, I like, never so then like I fast forward to like when I'm like no longer dating like just men but I'm also like dating women and I'm like I still I don't identify as like as gay or like, I don't identify as a lesbian I don't need I don't feel the need to identify as something because I think that it's just like further putting labels on totally um but I do say that like I'm like okay like I'm like you know a queer person like fine but I think that what's really like beautiful about like what my best friend's story but also like a lot of other black people that I see is that like they're is no label like right they don't label themselves they don't restrict themselves like one view or like you know the eight you know oh i'm like 
this, this, with a this, 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 and on Sunday. And the eight, you this, mean this, like this. the LGBTQI? No, I, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like the, um, like, I'm, uh, I'm like cis queer woman who like dates like femmes, but also like studs on Fridays, and I am, right, right, I, right. You know, like, I'm. Yeah, um, I'm on Tuesday evenings, you know. Right. Like, and, I'm into, and it's like, and it's like, he's like, you know, I'm like, as a, a trans BIPOC, like, sit, and it's like, it's just like all of these things. It's, and then you have like 12, like, identity markers in front right. of like Jess. And I'm like, I don't need to do that for people. Or like, yeah. you know, when people are like, and, then, and and I think it's also like, I like dated a white person for a long time, like for a while last year, and it was like so exotic. White queer people like really like really <laughs> like terrorizing. I mean, there, it's like it's like really it's really like damaging. Like the 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 kind of like how like one like racist they still are, and like don't really realize. wow. Yeah. Like, That's how, interesting. Like, it was a really problematic like nine months. Like I'm not gonna hold you, and I was like. Oh, like there's this need to like label, or like the, for my friends to label, like just because my friends aren't like, like I remember the person like not wanting to be around like my or like having weird feelings when they were around my friends, but like I was like in your house all the time, and like only white people were there, mm-hmm. like one other black person was there, and like that's it, and it's like then because my friends weren't like, oh well, I am like definitely like a bi, like you know like femme, and like I do that, like I'm an ally, and, like. Like, I remember they would question, like, oh, well, are your friends cool? Like, if my friend comes, like, you know, my friend is trans. And he's like, and I'm like, yeah, like, they've been fucking girls before I have. Like, right. just because that's not, like, and I'm like, what? And, like, that need to identify as being violent then and, like, being, like, right. kind of, like, check, like, checks and balances. And I'm like, I don't need to tell y'all shit. I don't need to tell y'all nothing. Like, I date who I date when I date. And, like, I never, like, my family, I was just like, this is, this is this person. Like, now I'm like, this is, this is my partner. Like, she's great. And they're like, cool, can't wait to meet, you know, like, right. I never, like, I, like, almost, like, resisted the need to, like, come out or, like, to, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just, I'm doing what the fuck I'm doing. It, it has nothing to do with y'all. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's kind of, like, still society's, like, need and also fear of, like being, you know, needing to know what people are so that they don't like either like, you know, like get hit, like, you know, when like um, people are afraid of like getting hit on by a gay man, you know, or like getting yeah. hit on, by, like, you know, dating a woman who's like dating a woman and then they find out she's trans and it's like, oh, you tricked me. And it's like, no, I did it. Like, yeah. right. And it's like this need to know, but only for like violent purposes. Right. And so I'm like, I just have a lot of resistance to that. And I'm like, it's really just none of your goddamn business what I do. It's so and true. I don't need to explain myself to these white people. And I'm it's so tired true. of doing it. And I've seen, and I'm like, because like that whiteness is also still violent. Mm-hmm. And until y'all recognize that, and like, don't come to me asking me like, am I like queer friendly? Am I, you know, the, am I following the lesbian agenda? Am I, are, are you? Right. What's, what's like when was right. the their agenda might not be Woo! inclusive though exactly and it yeah. damn sure ain't intersectional so. right, Hello? right 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 and none of it is intersectional but you want me to bend over backwards right right things to you and it's like no 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 yeah no, yeah that, that's so interesting before we before we because I do want to dive into the coming out to your family situation um before we do that can we do like a quick and dirty glossary for like people who may not know what femme is cisgendered um I heard you say trans mask like if there if you can just kind mm. of like 
do like a quick like identifying of like what terms mean what, just so we have an understanding. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and I also like I was thinking about this um, from your text this morning. I remember being at I'm, I'm going to get back to your question, I promise. But I remember being yeah. at a friend's party last year and um, this person like walking up to me and being like, hello, my name is this. My pronouns are such and such. What's your name? Okay, great. Like, what are your pronouns? And I remember being like, we can ask. Like, right, what right, right. And it was like, because it, it, it's like, you literally don't know because you're just meeting them. Right. Yeah. And I think that I was like, oh my God, like that was like liberating because yeah. it's like, there's something about the now where it's like, oh, I'm supposed to like automatically know or like, you know, and it's like, I don't know. And it's yeah. like, I'm going to ask because I want to know and I want to be respectful. So um, all that to say, like, if I don't know like what someone's like, I will always ask like what a pronoun is. Like what, mm-hmm. what are you feeling today? And like sometimes it changes, which mm-hmm. is like also like you know respect. But um like a femme is like someone who is more like like is like short for like feminine. So like they're, you know, um will like wear more things that are like whatever they define as like feminine. So like more towards like what like maybe like a woman um with char- like womanly like characteristics, like whether that is like and like anyone can be identified as a femme, like you know, like a gay man can identify as a femme or like women, like, you know, like lesbians can identify as like femme, like right, femme or right. mass. Are you like feminine or are you masculine? Like, which are you like kind of the two things? Um, mm-hmm. and, there, and there's obviously more than that. So it's like, these terms are kind of like helpful, but also like there's so much room outside of them. Right. Um, They're like a little reductive in a way, right? Like I was thinking be. about it. Like I was like, I feel, I feel very femme and so much, uh, so, so, so much more complex than that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and like more than that. Yeah, um, but yes, we am. I'm a fan bitch over here. So, a period. <laughs> okay. I cut you off, boo. My bad. My bad. <laughs> no, you didn't cut me off. Um, you know, sometimes I'm like fan, like I'm wearing like a dress, right? and that's sometimes like high fam, and then sometimes I'm like getting like staddy tees, you know? Right. Like, Stud daddy. Um, Cute. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. Shout out to Crystal West for that one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like trans mass, like trans femme, like it's just like trans person who is like more masculine, trans person who is more feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In cisgender, gender, uh, cisgender means like you identify as the gender that you were born with, right? So okay. it's, it's like one gender, yeah. right? Like cis meaning like one. Okay, I think maybe I think that that's I think you're onto it. Yeah, but I mean, like cisgender is definitely I, I identify as cisgender because I didn't I was born. Like I identify with the gender that I was assigned at birth. Right. Mm, right. Okay. So yeah. Means, or like, but then if you were like gender queer, then it's like fluid. So like, someone would say I'm gender queer. Like, I want to go back and forth from like, I want to play around with gender. I want to like one day dress like high femme, one day dress like you know, like mm-hmm. super like butch mm-hmm. queen. Like you know, I want to give like different looks and like play with gender. Mm-hmm. Um, versus someone like someone would say I'm gender queer versus like I'm trans like man I'm a trans man I'm a trans like woman like you know gender queer right, is like right. where I think a lot more people are heading and like I'm like that's what's been like you know it's, it's like be like dress however the fuck you want to dress some days you want to put on heels and some days you want to put on the tens like go for it right. yeah and it feels so it feels so good and sort of important that like people are starting to step outside of like the um, binary of he and she and her and him and yeah, like like introducing the pronouns they and them into the conversation, I feel like gives so much space for people to um, 
yeah, like continue to like shapeshift and like be, you know, like listen to the day and listen to the energy. And like, yeah, there's sometimes, especially in the summer that I want my ass out, you know, the shorts are like, yeah, like my coochie slipping out. And then there are other days where, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I feel like hella trade, which like, Come yeah, on, trade. like Jordan, tell us. So what's trade? What does that mean? Oh, uh, yeah. You I, feel trade. <laughs> I mean, I think so. Let me. OK, let me back up. Like when I first heard the term, I went to my mom. I'm really close to my mom. I'm so yeah, I feel so um lucky and grateful to have a mother just like whose arms are just always open and available for me and yeah you know like my mom grew up grew up in brownsville like mega soul sister 70s i didn't know that yeah i mean so country from alabama but Uh my mom by six was up in brooklyn okay um so yeah she she had her fair share of like her like um her gay friends and and was like big and involved in the HIV and AIDS crisis. Um, so yeah, I went to her and was like, let's talk about trade. Like, let's let, yeah. Like what was, what is that conversation? And she just always like brings it back to like, oh, that boy is a trade. Like she like says that term a lot. And I think what they're saying is that like, like he might come off straight. Like he might, these like more like mask, um, ways of expressing like whether that's clothing or like the tonio voice or like how you decide decide to like be right might come off as straight but like in reality like oh like you're you're trade you know Mm -hmm. like you 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 swing it for the other team so yeah there's like and it's big 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 in um and i feel like the the community here in new york city like it's like grinder for me is like 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 the like open gay like or however identifying folks and then like jack there's like the trade app mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like wait oh, there's an now. app called jack yeah jack with a yeah. d at the end yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Out there. yeah hop on holla at me no, okay. I'm but... <laughs> no, do you have yeah. more luck with grinder or, tra- or jacked well sure. okay so this connects to something that jess said right because i think that yeah like the um the white folks in the LGBTQ like community, like there's some racism there. So like, to me, um, because of the stigmas within the black community, I feel that Grinder is usually whiter and Jacked is usually a little bit more black. And in mm-hmm. that, I have more success with like with black folks, you know, um, or or BIPOC people. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I feel like sometimes, but although you know, like I think white gays like they fetishize black men. So mm-hmm. you sometimes I log on to Grinder and it's like, bloop, 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 and I have like fifty mm-hmm. messages and they're all like, "What's up, daddy? Like, how are you? <laughs> like, yeah, like shit like that." Um, but yeah, trade is like, or like if you hear the term DL, which I feel like is like yeah. commonly used. Yeah, I was gonna like, say I feel like it's is it like down low brother, like how they say in the south. Totally, okay. Totally, okay. But yeah. it's also like the trade, like trade could also like it's. I think down low is more of a conscious thing. You know what I mean? Like trade, like yeah. it's like it's like you could be trade, but it's like you just you never, you never know. So somewhat, so the per- the person may not know that they're trade. Is what you're saying? They know they trade. They know. Oh, they okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, and, no and and yeah, and it like there's like um there's something about DL that's like um. Yeah, like the conscious is like you're actively living this one life, but like sort of in a in a way like suppressing or or just oh, like occupying okay. other parts of yourself. Whereas like trade is a, a way of expressing. Like my last partner, mega softy, and like many of the times like came off kind of trade. You know, like mm. there was some kind of like tough or like mm-hmm. quiet and hard about about him. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, like you get underneath and you're like, oh my gosh, you're like a teddy bear. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so like, yeah, the tra- trade is, is, is so interesting. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to ask before we move on to the next thing is um, when you talk about queerness, is that mutually exclusive to like sexual preference and orientation? Sorry if this is an ignorant question. Uh, but can, it's like, not. It's no. very, so I, um, it's not. I, I, so I, when I was in grad school, I also studied queer theory and I got um, my minor in queer theory. And like, I was like, because I wanted to know, because I remember saying a few times, like, I'm not like actively like dating like, I'm like, historically, I've only dated men. You know, like, like this is what it looks like. I'm not queer, but it's like queerness is like a kind of like a lens through which you see things. Mm-hmm. And so I think of queerness as like a way to kind of like imagine otherwise the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that means imagining like, you know, you can like queering education, queering, you know, friendships, queering relationships, queering sexuality, queering like, it's like uh, knowing that there is more than one, more than one way or more than, you know, like a binary way of looking at things, which is like a really important, and that's like super, super broad, like like, I think queerness is also like, it's an active term and like it itself is like a, um, like it's, um, like it's not just like, oh, I think that like there should be like all gender restrooms, like that's queerness. And it's like, yes, and it also is its own kind of like agenda in how it is queerness active like dismantling mm-hmm. um like the hyper like masculinity, like the white right. the patriarchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me I think about like widening so much. Yeah. Like with my folks. And and mm-hmm. like I, I really think about the folks in my life who are who are identifying as queer and it like is, it's not there aren't like these specific actions that they're doing, you know, day to day that I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. Like that makes them quit. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like their perspective on the it's world is like yep. wide. Like they're allowing themselves to like fully like navigate and explore and mm-hmm. be and in all these different ways. And to me, that feels like queering. And it, I also love that you said like queering education because I was introduced to the idea of queerness through a dance class. It was like queering technique. And, and I took it at the American Dance Festival. And that was like, I was like, what the fuck? Like queer, oh, sorry, maybe I shouldn't curse. No, you but, cursed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what, like, what does that mean? You know, like what, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it was this idea of sort of like tearing down these like hierarchies that have been placed on dance and dance vocabulary and just allowing the body to like express in just completely new terrains. Um, and, and yeah, and then I was like, then that sort of helped me navigate like, oh, like queer identity is like something much wider than like, um, yeah, like, like specifically the LGBTQ like conversation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I want to circle back. Um, it sounds like you both may have had positive experiences coming out to your family that I'm um, correct right. to assume that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's good. That's such a blessing because I know that's not always the case for for everyone, um, especially in the Black community. So I'm really happy to hear that you you had great experiences. Have you had any experiences? Maybe it wasn't familiar, like with family, but you know, maybe just in your community or with friends where it was more so negative. Like I know Jordan, you were saying something about how like it can be a little petty when you come out and people are like, "Oh, I've been new." Like, yeah, like can you dive into that a little bit more. Yeah, I mean it's it's like I first have to say that like my my family like I was I was terrified. Um you know, like I grew up in New York, but most of my family's from Alabama. Both my parents born in Alabama, then mm-hmm. came up to the city and my dad is an omega, you know? So like we got the dogs in the house like yeah, like mm-hmm. the exterior and and sort of the agenda um was always about like toughness. 
and hardness and like standing up for yourself. And, and I, and at a young age, it was hard for me to separate standing up for myself from like hardness. Like for some reason they went hand in hand and, and I mm-hmm. felt that that was being kind of like, like pushed and taught to me. Um, and so, yeah, and I think that that's out there sort of. And, and I think about, yeah, like I think about coming out to my dad and like, I wrote my parents letters. <laughs> I did. Oh I, I was not, like, not interested in having a conversation. Like it wasn't like, yeah, I, like I think similar to what you were saying earlier, Jess, like it wasn't a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, it was just time for me to like, let you know that this is how I'm living my life. And like, we're not even with it. What are we talking about? You know, like that's, yeah. and that's that. Um, so yeah, I wrote both of them letters separately and my dad, yeah, had like a very like, Jordan, I knew, like, don't worry about that. And I don't know if that was because of like dance or, you know, yeah. they tried to put me in like 15 different sports. And I, I yeah, I dubbed them. <laughs> After like a month, you know, basketball, I went to like one practice and I was like, yeah, this isn't it. I'm like, not doing it. Yeah, like I want to go back to my dance class. Um, but yeah, I mean, the like, I guess why I feel like petty about it is because, yeah, they're like using these like, superficial characteristics of like a high voice of like Mm -hmm. a man that's interested in the arts like they're using all of these like other things to um to like yeah identify or to to try to understand me and I felt that like again like I was so much more than that I was so more nuanced than that and so sometimes yeah when people are like oh well you dance I kind of like Mm, I'm like that mm-hmm. is so. That's like, a terrible so, assumption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's so many straight people that dance. Like, da- like the dancing and and um, being a gay man are they aren't side by side. They don't go yeah. hand in hand. Um, so yeah, that that's like my main thing. And um, but yeah, in terms of like like tension, like I think I did come into tension with like my church community, which I never really like beyond my family and like those you know thirty forty. Uh, kids in my my middle school like there was never really like a coming out um like aunties cousins all the folks like at church like it was it feels more like a fizzling out or Mm. like the more I grew into myself and the more I um started dating or just like was more publicly expressing like my desire pleasure who I was interested in how I was navigating like yeah like that people were just like oh I'm, I'm seeing it and um yeah, like I, I mean, I had, I found my own tension within the church, given its agenda and the in the text, and like, and I've had to, and it's been a long time since I've like, you know, or I have for a while been in that work of like figuring out how I fit in that space, and um, yeah, like my mom is really supportive and helpful in that way, but it, there, there was. There's tension. Yeah, there was tension. Especially, you know, in high school, like, I was quick to pull up a pink shirt or a pink tie. Like, I was quick to get, like, the really fitted, like, dress pants. Like, I want, you know, giving you thigh. <laughs> Sunday morning, 9.30 yeah, like Yeah, like, cap sleeve, like, with a cuff, like, plaid tie. Yeah, like, I was, I was so interested. Or I was never interested in, like, holding back how I was, like, how I wanted to express Mm-hmm. And and I didn't care if that's how you know if people were like oh is he gay or he fruity like whatever that was like I was like what yeah that that was who I wanted to be but yeah mm-hmm. that's that's probably the one place I can think about um, but you know and and there was like I found I found this like and the tension is within right but like I was experiencing all of that with a lot of the predominantly black spaces that I would be put in because like my mm-hmm. my realities were so white like mm-hmm. my dance space so white like school space so white and like you know, like the the one the one day a week, Sunday, you pull up to 
to, to church and there was no one that was like living like me in many ways. Like there are people that were black. Great. Cool. There are people that were black and, and maybe like identifying as gay. And I was like, great bet. But a black gay male artist. Yeah. It was, there was like, there was, I, I was like also interested in dance and like not a lot of people in Albany kind of period because it's the capital, right? Like yeah. literally it's like bathed in capitalism and like, nobody's exploring the arts there. So it's like, right. yeah, like, I just kept running into these like um, little like pockets of tension and, and like an othering. And I was like, damn, like I'm really different from a lot of the folks around me. And mm-hmm. um and I, yeah, it was like, it was hard and weird to grapple with that. It honestly wasn't until I moved to New York and I, and I was really open to up in West Harlem, sort of like the range of like black identities and like yeah. how, how people were living. I was like, oh, I really fit in this picture, like yeah. very clearly. And I was seeing how I, like how I fit, but Albany and Western New York, that, that was not my experience. Yeah. yeah. Jess, I want to get to you, but Jordan, I just wanted to ask you one question. Um, do you consider yourself very religious? I, um, I'm very spiritual and I have, my faith is heavy. Okay. Yeah. Like my faith is heavy. I don't know that I can claim a religion. Okay. And that's what makes me hesitate in saying like, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'm necessarily religious, but yeah, like we have faith. Like yeah. I, I have, like, I trust, I trust the universe. I trust higher power. I trust yeah. the, the alignments, the things that happen in my life. Like I know there's Absolutely. a plan. Um, I, tr- I, tr- I have faith in like putting goodness into the universe and putting love into the universe and understanding like that, that might come back to me. Um, and the spirituality, I mean, to being a dance artist to me is it feels connected, right? Like, um, but yes, deeply spiritual. So I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah. No, no, it does. Yeah, okay. because I just my my question then was going to be if you do identify as like a Christian Baptist man, you know, do you feel like your identity conflicts with your religion? But because you are more on the universal aspect, I think that really answers my question. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, Jess, I don't I don't know if you are religious or you identify to a certain religion. You know, maybe if you if you do, maybe you could speak on how that alignment may or may not conflict with how you identify or, well, you said that you actually don't identify with anything at all, but you know, do you feel like there's any kind of like conflict between your identity and what you believe in? I think that, um, I, you know, like, I don't like, uh, I don't like labels, but I will, I mean, I will like refer to myself as like lesbian or like not sure, like whatever. Okay. But, um, not specifically a lesbian. I just be fucking people. Okay, but it's also like like my partner is a woman. Yeah, like that is that. Right. Um, but I I'm similar to Jordan, where I think that instead of trying to find, you know, I think that religion and it's maybe not even the practice itself, but definitely the ways in which uh, like churches and like different like fellowships are made exactly they are made they are made for specific people and those are the those are the parts of religion that are damaging and the most hurtful um and so i think that what i mean i think that what i've done and what a lot of i know my peers have done is like we make our own you know like i have my own connection to like the higher powers and like Mm -hmm. my connection with like spirituality which is also very deep and very like heavy um and i believe fully in but like Am I like would I want to go to like a church? Like, no, I don't want to do that. Totally. Um, because that space is not a space that like I feel comfortable in or safe in. I think that church and religion is weaponized. I mean, especially like I mean, also like families in North Carolina where it's like 
you know, my grandmother hears I'm not going to church and she's like, mm. right. I'm like, okay, you go to church and you still are out here, like, you know, gossiping and like stabbing this person in the back. And like this mm-hmm. family member is just getting out of jail for the third time. Like, because, you know, for like she, because she's going to church, like it's cool. But like, because I miss Sunday service, like I'm awful. Like, no, that's not, I don't believe in that. Yeah. Um, But I will say like, what's funny is so like, my fa- I stopped, uh, my brother and I both kind of stopped talking to my family in North Carolina after my father passed away uh, 13 years ago in November, October. Um, and so we don't, but they're like two, like my grandmother, our grandmother is still there. And like, she is like so many siblings that are like still there and kind of like, you know. Um, and then we have these two, like my grandmother adopted um, these two, like my cousin, like, well, they're, my, they're like technically my aunts, but like we, they were so close in age, we just called them our cousins. Mm. Um, and so they've always been there and like, they were really close to like my dad and like, it's a long story short, we hadn't talked in a long time. And then, you know, of course with the quarantine, everyone's like, let's do a family zoom call. So my brother actually recommended that we do one with our two cousins and it ended up being two separate calls, but like kind of with both of them, they would ask the question of like, okay, Jess, like, well, where, like, where's your, where's your man at? Like, where's your boyfriend? And I'm like, Mm. my girlfriend, (laughs) And from, I mean, and from both of them, it was just like, okay, where's she at? I want to meet her. Like, it was like big surprise, like bit like shock, like shock in the face. Yeah. Then like, okay, well, where's she at though? Yeah. Yeah. Um, We still want to know because we, you know. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, we don't like, okay, we care about like, but are you happy? Are you good? Right. You know, and so it was like, it's really, um, I remember being like a little nervous about that though. I'm not going to hold you. Because they're like super like Southern, but they're also like, they both are really, really amazing women and do amazing, like, work. Like, my one of my cousins, she's a lawyer out in Durham and, like, getting it done. And Come on. another one, like, works in uh, the healthcare industry. And so she's, like, you know, doing the damn thing. And I'm, like, for me to for me to assume that the reaction would be anything but says nothing about them and only about me, right? So I think that it was really um, sweet to have that moment. I mean, like, I think that, like, my partner and I are both kind of, like, is it worth it to, like, have you know like our grandmother like to like go into that with our grandmothers you know who still my grandmother still asked me you know well, where, where's, where's when you get married mm-hmm. where's your husband right 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 <laughs> i'm like girl calm down <laughs> so speaking of like partners and marriage and love and relationships let's get into that so jess you you have a partner right now how long have you two been together it has is this your first real quote-unquote adult relationship like how has that been for you it feels like it because like mm-hmm. You know, I think that like my last relationship was like so problematic in so many ways, and it was like it was a thing where like we broke up, and my friends were all like, "Girl, thank God!" Like, like, I'm yes, like no. you know, I say it was time. It was time. Okay. <laughs> and then and then they meet my partner now, and they're like, "Oh my God!" Like, don't ever leave her. Like, like, like yeah. this is like she's the best person in the world. So we've been Aww. together um, for since September. What is that? Like ten months? Nine? Ten months? I don't know, math, but like, yeah, so yeah, like right. just under a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, um, she just moved, she moved in because wow. pandemic. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was like, but it's like, it's like you guys, like, it's like the thing where like, I'm like, we met and like, we got together and I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is yeah. like, lock it down. Like, let's like, let's do all the things, like move in, like, let's, we have, you know, some kid, like, it's like, Oh, these are the these. This is the person I want to do these life things with, and it just yeah. like nothing told me that, but like 
everything, every like decision, every like, you know, moment just feels like, oh yeah, this is exactly how this is supposed to be happening. Right. And um, so in, in a lot of ways, and it does feel like my first like adult relationship, but I mean, I don't, yeah, but it's like, I mean, I learned only in the sense of like, there's no, there's no foolishness. Like there's no, like, there's no games. There's no selfishness. There's no like mm-hmm. maliciousness. There's no jealousy, which I had a lot of in my last relationship. Mm-hmm. There's no like, it's mm-hmm. all support. It's all love. And it's also like to be loved and cared for by a black woman. <laughs> like JJ. Yeah. 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 Listen. Truly. I'm like, black men do not deserve it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> truly. Straight, I'm like, straight men get it together. Because I know, like, black women are so beautiful. I mean, we were on the we were at Reese Beach yesterday, and there was like these beautiful black women who were selling nutcrackers on the beach, which are like, thank God, nutcracker nutcracker season is back. Yes, right. <laughs> but actually, they're so beautiful. I'm like, ah, oh, just I love black women so so much, and like for me to like love a black woman and to be loved by a black woman is right. like one of the most amazing. I feel so grateful. I feel so lucky. I feel so blessed. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like I've been doing a lot of work of like manifesting and like working on myself. So that when my when my partner does come along, my like you know my life partner does come along, I'm ready for it, and I'm not like yeah, exactly. No, I, gotta, I gotta play games for a couple more years first, and because then it's like she can move on, you know. Right. So it's like yeah. also like doing the work to like ready yourself so that like you know these things that you want, are you ready for? Right. Okay. A lot of y'all want like you know to new. I want a new job. I want a different this. But okay, are you ready for it? What you doing? Right. 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 How you how you how you preparing for it? Like, if, that, if, that come, if that came along tomorrow, would you be able to take it and do it to the best of your ability? Right. I have to say, the guest is that friend for me too. Like, like you know, always working, Aww. always checking in. Yeah, it's like you really, yeah. You I love walk, you down. You walk your talk. You walk your talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so yeah. happy for you, Jess. Oh, oh thank gosh. you. How'd you meet her? Uh, performing. She's an artist as well. Oh, I met okay. her at, um, she was in one of my good friends' show last year. Yes. Yeah. Now, do you... Do you aspire to marriage? I know you said something about settling down, but do you believe in the construct of, of marriage and what comes with that? Uh, it's it's really complicated because I, I think that so much of marriage is um, a really problematic construct that is like based in capitalism and mm-hmm. patriarchy and like these beliefs that are really like kind of fucked up and problematic. Mm-hmm. And I think that don't leave any room for like marriage itself is kind of such a tight container. Like it's thought of as such a tight container. But I do believe in like partnership and I do believe in like like what it means to like be with someone and like work with someone through time, right? Mm-hmm. And like I love that idea. Um, it doesn't mean that I wouldn't get married. Like we kind of talk about it like a lot. Like it's like mm, like it's not like I'm like, I want a husband, I wanna I want a white set care, I mean, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like what is so then like what is in that union? Like what is in like unionizing like legally right and like like I don't want to place like value over that like right like I could just be as happy like with like a partnership and like not have a certificate attached to it um mm-hmm. like I, I think but I'm also like how to like queer marriage you know I mean, like like why I'm like just thinking that yeah like how to also like reimagine it like okay like kind of like fuck with it like fuck with the form as mm-hmm. I do like everything else in my life so I'm like mm-hmm. why would marriage be one of those things yeah um so it's, I mean, it's like, it's a, it's a constant conversation. It's a constant conversation. Like, yeah. no, yeah, there's only been like a, there's like a couple, there's like one, two, and then like my two cousins in North Carolina, there's like four marriages in my family that 
are successful and that work and that like I'm like oh I love I love that but like everyone else is like divorced single you know like it's like not mm-hmm. so it's, like, it's not something for me where it's like I have like a really amazing like close example you know it's, it's like I don't know it's I know what you mean amazing. yeah mm-hmm. what about what about you Jordan are you are you dating right now any any prospects do you think you know <laughs> how how was your last relationship like yeah give us give us all of the, yeah. the details well, well, on well, what your love life looks like let me put it out there that I'm single <laughs> oh I'm, okay I'm ready I mean, like, honestly, though, yeah, like, very, 2020 was, like, gonna be that year, I think, because of a lot of um, the work that Jess was just talking about, like, 2019 was so eye-opening, you know, we were, like, busting with capitalism, just, like, job to job to job, like, and toward the end was really sensing, like, the burnout and the fatigue of that, so then thinking about, like, oh, okay, well, like, how do I reclaim some of that, like, self-worth, self-value, how do I, like, ground myself so that I'm able to like better navigate the world and, and support people and be supported. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like we have to prepare for, for all of it. And um, so, yeah, like I was really committed to that, to that work and, and trying to like listen to that um, in the beginning of 2020. So that summer 2020, we could be out here mm-hmm. and then pandemic. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. and it's so, it's so confusing. Like, yeah. Like are there, like there are guys, like I've gone on walks um, I've gone to the park with some people, um, but it's, it just feels like it would be difficult for to let anything like thicken during yeah. a time like this. So just trying to, and like also honoring that, like how, how great to have a time where you can kind of just like dibble and dabble and like, while New York keeps these numbers, like, right. Like, let's just, right. let's meet up at the park. You want to go on a walk? Like yeah. some people be playing, showing up without their mask. So you have to like, you know, you got to have the conversation, but <laughs> you got to let them know that like, I'm not one of those people. I, I need your mask on. But yeah, oh, like, I, I'm out here and like, and I'm meeting people sort of actively. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I had my first relationship um, at, at 23, met this person back in 2017, a dance artist, um, was seeing one of my friends, like a rehearsal for this for this duet that was being made and my friend was like oh come give me some feedback and I went and I was like your dance is great who's your duet partner you know like <laughs> yeah and um you think you're slick I know okay. I know yeah like this is amazing who that yeah it's, it's too much like but but it really worked and and me and this person hit it off and um there was so much like like momentum so quick and um yeah, like I think, like like similar. I was so excited to to be in love and to be loved and to do this with like a black male artist and somebody who I could just like. I was like, "Yo, we're speaking the same language." And then, like, also like when we go back in time, which is like, you know, this person's from Atlanta, and like, so our our growth and development looks drastically different, but we still have like these stories that that we share and um and we have common ground, and that just felt. So, so important as I was like continuing to get to know myself. Um, and so, yeah, like it, it got so thick so fast. I mean, both of y'all were around, y'all know. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was the love. You were smitten. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was so deep. Um, yeah. And, and in, like in many ways, kind of like still, like still is. So, like, yeah, the, like we dated for about like 10, 
10, 11 months and then like fizzled into another seven months of like foggy Jordan don't know how to really give this up space. Um, what do you mean? Yeah, like like we like took the label off of it because I think that okay. that, was, that was something that like I was having a difficult time with, like the monogamy and like, you know, one, I was in Albany and Brockport my whole life and then came to New York. Like people are so fucking fine down here. It's like, <laughs> I... I, you know, and I met, I met. You had too many options. Yeah, okay. Like I, met, I met this person in May. Like, and this is really the, like, this is how the city works. Yeah, yeah. I Set up the cool. timeline. Like, tell us when you moved and then, like, you when you him. met him. Yeah. Yes. Met, I moved, I moved here late December, but like January 1, right? Of, of yeah. 2017. And then met this person in mid-May. And then I had to, I left, like I went on tour for like six months. So we're doing the whole, like, let me call you. And like the first call was like a, a moment. Like I went back to the company and was like, yeah. We was on the phone. We was on the phone. Okay. Pillow talking. Okay. It was so cute. And um, and I, I really feel like the summer is the time where like everybody like showing a little leg and like that we out here, the glow is uh-huh. right. You know, black people are just like the sun hits and kisses and it, we just shine. And so while we were honeymooning, like we were also like glowing. And like the love was new, so we were glowing, glowing. And so that first summer together was just, it was like glue, like we, you know? And then went into, to like fall and winter. And like, that's when everyone's trying to boo up anyway. And like, we were already there. So like thick, 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 you know? We just, it was like cuddled up. Like, let's watch movies. Like let's sit in bed for like hours. Like let's accidentally miss rehearsals because we were like making out on the couch. Like it was totally (laughs) that energy. So cute. Yeah, yeah, very cute. Um, And then, yeah, it was like, like April, May ish when things got where I just like, yeah, I was like, I had all these other questions and feelings and, and we, you know, we were like, does this mean that we should open this up since we're both, you know, starting to like look outside of this relationship, Mm -hmm. Um, which we tried briefly, but like, I was very jealous. Like, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, I was learning a lot about myself Mm -hmm. at that time. Um, So yeah, that was difficult for me. which was like so annoying because like I was like quick to be like oh let me try it I'm gonna go hook up with somebody and then I was like wait who are you with and for how long interesting I was like that's not gonna work that's not gonna work Mm -mm." so yeah we we nipped that in the bud um but yeah it was like really like entering the next summer that like it just got complicated because I think that's when really like New Yorkers really start to put themselves out there and we're like we're looking to mingle and and we all look hot and it's it's so hot navigating the city that no one's wearing no clothes. So as Lee is like, I just was like, damn, like I everybody naked. Yeah, like I'm really I'm like torn. I'm really torn. And and I think that's why sometimes like I talk about these like six, seven months of like fizzling out, why it was so why it happened. Cause like we there was no real like reason to break up besides like we were just acknowledging that there was like there was something new in our dynamic that we like uh, didn't fully understand how to like really navigate and and taking space I guess was the way like it was better than fighting you know than like all these little like tiffs that we were fighting ourselves and we were like this isn't us like I I really have mega love for you and like this is stupid like we don't need to be doing this like what if we take the tension of the relationship out of here and um and yeah and so we played in the summer, but like tried to do the whole, like, we can stay friends and we're going to, we'll still be a part of each other's lives. And both of y'all also know this period of time. Cause it, yeah, like it, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it didn't work, but like, were we, yeah. Like, do we still like fuck around and like meet up and like talked way more than like, I'd, I'd say I speak to like most of my friends, you know? 
Um, just because the history there, it's hard to be, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to keep that, plato- go back to the platonicness of totally. your, like, whoever you were with. I exactly. totally understand that. Yeah. I feel like, I think I always imagine the, like, you know, cookouts when they put them little, like, um, fire burners underneath the food. And it doesn't really keep it hot. Oh, you mm-hmm. get a, yeah. a rib and you're like, it's a little warm. Cold. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah. I always think about that little burner of our relationship, like, sitting underneath our dynamic mm-hmm. and and for a really long time that flame was like low and like even now like it's, it's i i don't think i can confidently say that the flame is out um because okay. you guys still talk like yeah, there, yeah. Hang out after, here and there yeah after the fizzling out we took like we took like we separated like took time like i was not talking to this person and um yeah and then when we sort of like came back to it at least now we're able to find like honest transparent communication around it and and it's um, it's not perfect but i i'm interested in this person like being around like i really do care about them like i think that we i think it is possible for us to find ways of supporting you one another that like maybe don't look like friends but they they certainly don't look like we're not in each other's lives yeah so you would you would say right person wrong time essentially yeah, or like just or yeah and and or like wrong version of a relationship too you mm, know okay. like I, I was like we also were both like new to new york like looking for like cool like mm. hot black men oh i didn't like, know he was he was new as well yeah it, uh had um, sort of a little under a year over okay me, but that's like, still pretty new yeah exactly yeah and i just feel like like yeah like it just moved so fast we didn't give ourselves a chance to explore any other type of relationship yeah. It was like, and like, this is also like, this is the greater agenda from the world, right? That like, you find a cute gay person and like gay boys date. And like, that's, it, it just like was so like, got, 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 got. like we went through the list um, and so quick. So yeah. yeah, like imagining that like, yeah, like we, we, we went down that road, but is it possible to like come back and maybe see what, see what it would have been if we were like, what it went right, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's also like people come into your life for so many different reasons. And it's like, right. there are like. I believe that there are like many like soulmates like you'll have for like a like you'll meet and like have for like a day or like you know like there's so many like there's so many there's so much value in connecting with people like regardless of how it ends up and like even though like I think that you guys have like such a great connection mm-hmm. and it's like so valuable and like right. both it like it still like means so much to you and that is like really like great to witness but it's like I mean yeah having those moments of like what like you know like what the relationship needs to be in this season right like paying attention like i remember like we were both like we were long distance until like pandemic happened and then it was like okay well i mean like like, she was we knew she was gonna she was like living in paris at the time like wow so it was like yeah like she was like you know we were long distance and then she moved to paris in january and it was like we were we were both like we don't want to do long distance like i was like totally not expecting it to become a relationship like neither one of us were like had like no expectations of it really we were just Mm -hmm. like we like each other we want to keep talking yeah. And so then it was able to like do the thing, but it's like that kind of like, I think what you're saying, Jordan, is like prescribing of like, oh, like we're too, like, you know, like we like each other, like great, like let's like keep doing these things that kind of right. don't feel aligned with like the natural progression of the relationship. Totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. And like that exterior influence is like every, it's like everywhere, you know, it's, and you, you have to sort of like actively stay aware of mm-hmm. how it's interacting with you in these dynamics. Like, mm-hmm. oh, um, but yeah, now uh, a person that I check in with every once in a while, I'm definitely out here looking. He knows I'm mm-hmm. out here looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 
I feel good about that dynamic. Um, good. And I feel good. great about dating. I, I, good. you know, and I, I'll, I'll fuck up again, right? Like I'm like the next person, I guess not like, oh, I'm gonna, I got it right now. Like, you right, know, like, right, right. I definitely think it's that trial this, and error. Yeah, this work is so ongoing. And, um, and yeah, but I, I'm excited about like the information that the next person might bring, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course I'm like, ready. Who doesn't want to be booed up? I'm right. like, where you right. are? Hello. Right. <laughs> It'll come for sure. Yeah. It, it's so interesting. As we, you guys were talking, um, I got an Apple News Spotlight notification that said, Pride 2020, the fight for Black trans lives, a push to redesign the rainbow flag in 10 films that celebrate the oh. queer experience. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, on the rainbow flag? Um, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that now there's that like light blue, white, and like baby pink flag so is that the trans flag for black yeah. trans or okay okay yeah. that's, that's the trans flag yeah. yeah well that's the trans flag in general yeah yeah and then the rainbow flag is for the the spectrum the lgbtq spectrum right but mm-hmm. i think there's also like the the i think that what the isn't the symbol like also like a trans flag but it's like the black power fist am i making that up i it could be i i or well, maybe i'm just honest, maybe i've seen it as a sign at protests. Okay. I know. And that's why I get I get conflicted. And I have I also have so many thoughts right about the fist being like thrown around the way that it is. Cause I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> 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 I, like I was just reading because oh, you're saying white people use these they signs. do. They are. Oh, yeah. oh no, at no, protest. No. At their at protest, protest they are. Crap. And you're like, wait, yeah. wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen and then, like it's like Billy, really, yeah, we were um just at the uh one on Juneteenth and like being in a like we were like walked Jesus we went far but like you know like people like you know banging uh, paws out the window and waving from their apartments and then like white people like giving like the fists back at them and I'm like no <laughs> I was just reading though this morning uh, for protests happening uh, this week and one of them was like okay like guidelines like white folk do not put up the fist it yeah. is not for you Don't it has it. never been for you act accordingly. Right. It's simple. Don't do it. Right. Yeah. 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 No, the, the flags are so like my, like I have, I think America, right, is like because of capitalism tries to commercialize and, and like sort of codify all of these agendas and like turn them mm-hmm. into like some sort of like a visual representation that could like as much be really like symbolic and have meaning, but could also go on a t-shirt and like could also go like <laughs> um, in the storefront window so that you can like, so that you're like, yeah, like I support, mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I, I'm, I'm an ally. And like, yeah, so it, it is, it's complicated for me as, as these um, conversations around like Black Lives Matter around like, right, the pandemic exposed like capitalism. So it's like, it's really all woven and like, to me, it's in yeah, it's in relation to all of these sort of like um, visual representations of all these different movements, and um, yes, I I had a conversation with someone like last week because I was sort of at least in early June at a place of like forget these flags, like let's let's get down to the information, like let's make sure people are reading the articles. Like we're talking about all these white people showing up to these protests, but if they're still putting their fist up, we got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And that that work doesn't necessarily come down to the streets. Like, let's go, you know, like, let's do all the work. Um, But then, yeah, I was talking to this person who's from Australia and there was this like push to get um, a day off of work, some sort of like nationally recognized holiday. And like the 
it was being met with sort of this counter argument of like, that's not actually doing anything. Like, what about like, uh, like ch shifting the budget so that we can get more money? What about something that would like create um, maybe like mo a more tangible or like mm -hmm. actionable result result. And, and she was on the other side of the argument saying that like, yes, I also agree with all of that. And symbols are real for some people, you know, like symbolism is like, it's a, it's a thing. And so, yeah, like that it's, it, it is, it's so, I'm, it's so murky and complicated for me. I don't, I'm not quick to put rainbows in mm -hmm. my life. I mean, I'm colorful mm -hmm. via as a person. Yeah, mm -hmm. but but I, yeah. But you don't you don't need the flag like in your bio to identify. No, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. no. I mean, I think it's the same thing that I was talking about earlier, though, where it's like people people can be easily like you know having that flag waving or like whatever and still be like racist. It's like you know problematic as fuck, and it's right. like I have, I have a lot of. Um, hesitancy uh, I hesitate a lot to trust to just like blindly trust people who like oh well, like but I'm queer but I'm like I have the flag and it's like yeah. okay cool but like there are a hundred people here and I'm the only black person right like, you know, like there's still like right. it's, it's, it's not intersectional right right it's not it, it's not intersectional like same, I mean I'm at marches and white people are still too close to me walking on top of me not giving mm. me space mm. and I'm like this is in our good in the age of our good is corona like back up like right. back away from me like right. stop talking stop or like when I'm trying to listen to a speaker talk and these like white girls next to me are just over here talking about like mojitos and like their puppies Instagram and I'm like you're like yeah our fight raise is the room the fight. yeah right. yeah <laughs> Read the room. Like, why are you here for photo ops? For yeah, because, and they are, and they are. Right. And I'm like, but it, I mean, it's and it's like it's um, it's like you know a catch twenty two because it's like okay, like great, like you're coming, you may be only coming here for the photo op, but it's like it's still powerful to see those numbers. We still need the numbers. It's still a body, yeah. right? And like, like we're only, I mean, black people make up only thirteen percent of the of the U S. So it's like we still need we we need white allies to like help yeah. our movement move forward mm -hmm. right. so we still need you but like do better right 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 get some home training right read right. a book do better right. yeah and i would even go to say that it's more than allyship like we literally need advocates like people right. who are in these rooms people who are speaking on our behalf or you know positively of course mm -hmm. when we're not in these rooms bringing mm -hmm. us into the room it's mm -hmm. not i don't i think it, it I, I appreciate the sentiments of you posting your little Black, right. black outpost right. and standing in solidarity right. with me. Thank you very much. But it's like, what are you saying behind closed doors about me? How are you advocating on my behalf? How exactly. are you helping push the agenda forward? How are you creating more opportunity for me? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it reminds me of, I was having this conversation with parents about um, sort of the violence that's broken out around trans people. It's not even broken out. That's so stupid, right? It's like, it's been here. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Right. It makes me really, yeah. Um, but like, we were having a conversation like, oh, it's like really time for like white folks to stop saying like, oh, don't judge a book by its cover or, you know, like treat mm -hmm. all people with kindness. Like, no, like let's say the word black, like mm -hmm. stop criminalizing black right. men. Right, like, right, Like exactly what it is. And I was saying that this is this is also how I want to treat trans lives. Like, mm -hmm. I think we can say the words a little bit more. Exactly. My, my mom was like, well, you know, we don't want our kids to be gay. And it, it like dug a knife into my core, you know, like. what she said that she doesn't she want, want, that yeah, like, people don't want her kids to be people gay. People don't want their kids to like, yeah, like express themselves in this way. Or, like, uh, yeah, as, if, as if like hearing the word gay going like, you know, make them gay. I'm like, what? Like, right. But, <laughs> yes. But Wait, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have a thought. Go ahead. Yeah. But, it's, but it's real. It's like, it's like, to me, there is no surprise i actually think it's like really serendipitous that the black lives matter movement sort of aligned with 
Pride Month this year. Yes, yes. Because I think that the conversation is really connected. And I think that, I think it is presenting us the opportunity to address, like, um, yeah, maybe the lack of trans awareness within the Black Lives Matter movement or like within this community. And I think that that's like major. And then like also going back, like, like pride, like the white, like the white gay agenda is like heavy, you know, and there is racism in there. There is like, there is racism in there. I mean, it's like so problematic. And I think that that's like, like, like Jordan, when you're like, it's like, say black, say trans, like say, mm-hmm. and like, I think that that's like with the, you know, the rise of the new acronym BIPOC, where it's like, say, no, like black indigenous people of color, like people of color, no, mm-hmm. like say black, say Mexican, say Latinx. It's like yeah. the same way that you're asking pronouns, the same way that you're asking that, like ask, what are you, where are you from? Like, how do you identify? Right, right, I'm not right. Gonna, I don't identify as a person of color. Identify as a black bitch. Right. That's how I identify. Right. Right. Yeah. Don't leave it it too ambiguous. You know, like, no, like, be accountable. It's so true. Be accountable to, like, get the right, get the right, you know, race, ethnicity, like, whatever the fuck it is, you know? Yeah. Drag me because this, this, these last couple of weeks actually have put the lens back on myself on how I have been drinking myself in corporate spaces and just on on social media too. I, I have been saying that this podcast is for millennials of color so that way people weren't, aren't offended. Sure. So you know that bonnets and T-Rags is not for white folk because y'all not wearing bonnets and T-Rags. Right. But it, it happened, if a Latinx person happens to wear that to bed, okay, great. If a if a, a, a Asian or Southeast Asian Pacific person wears that, okay, great. But now it's like, no, this conversation is for Black people and I need to be more vigilant about saying that. Right. Like just straight up. That's why today when I explained it to you, Jess, um, in text, I said this, there was the first time I ever said that this is a podcast for Black and Brown people i've never i've never said that really before so it's like now i'm just trying to like just like you know just just change that narrative Mm -hmm. like straight up Mm -hmm. and even even as as myself i'll I'll be like oh yeah as a woman of color i'll be at work i'm a woman of color no i'm a black woman right Mm -hmm. Right. i I can't hide that i can't i can't pretend that i'm not i'm straight up a black woman and and you're going to recognize me as such and i'm going to walk into this room as such Mm -hmm. i mean the most i like i'll be like you know, like black and brown. Like, okay, if I want to like really just like keep going and I'm talking a mile a minute, but I think it is so, so important to like mm-hmm. keep, like keep, uh, and it's like hard because I used to be like, keep your foot on the necks. And I'm like, nope, George Floyd, like it's too fucking close to home. Yeah, like, right, yeah, yeah. right. Like, right. Keep, keep, like, keep the hand on the, like, keep them like, what's up? Like, keep, right, like, yeah. have, keep the flashlight and it's like, keep it yeah. because like you have to be accountable. Like, so many white people are like, oh, I don't know like what the language is. And it's because I think we're giving them too many outs of like what to say. They can just like right. blanket statement like, right. you know, oh, like people of color. And it's like, no, like be specific. Yeah. Right? And if you get it wrong, then you get it wrong. But then you get corrected and you learn. Exactly. You can only, you can only learn if you were allowed to make the full mistake. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. And like normal, like, yeah, like, like. There is so much guilt. There's so much fear of making a mistake that it, it, it stops people from engaging sometimes. And mm-hmm. I think that, like, I w- yeah, like, I wish that wasn't there. Like, I wish that we were willing to show up and listen and and be like, oh, I got this wrong for the last seven years. But moving forward, like, let's make sure I'm doing it right. You know? Period. Like, information. Like, let's talk about it. And, like, yeah, like, right. Simone, that's major. Like, you know, like, yeah, that's big. And I feel that, I feel those, like, small, like, little moments of growth, too, in my, like, in my mm-hmm. immediate life. Especially growing up in Albany, like the mm-hmm. things they were teaching us, like our history class, like th- we had to educate ourselves. Right, right. We had to do like for, I was, I was just talking Somewhere. to my aunt and uncle, and my uncle was saying he, they, so like uh, my, uh, my, my grandparents like raised my mom and my aunts and uncles in LA, like in like 
you know, like right there, like deep LA, like Venice. And they didn't learn about Juneteenth. Mm. So my uncle was I didn't like, learn about Juneteenth. Not in high school either. Yeah. I'm no. like, I, I don't know where I learned about no. Juneteenth. Oh, I don't even, I like don't even remember now, but I know that like I've known about it, but like probably not until like, you know, yeah, high school, like it's not talked about. It's not, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, here my uncle is. 51, 52 years old, and like it's just had just heard about Juneteenth a couple of years ago. Wild, and I'm like, yeah, it's wild. Make it make sense. The only the only um, identification of Juneteenth I had actually, Jordan, is every year they'd have a celebration in Albany. I think with the Whitney M Young yeah, Center. Yeah, but all I thought it was was just like, oh, a Black Fest. I thought it was like Black Fest. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, we get together, we have a fun. Literally. But I had no idea what the historical context was Mm-mm. until I attended one, and I was like, oh, oh, what? For the last set of slaves were officially free in 1865 in Texas. Like right, I just, right. it was just, it was a learning moment for sure. But it, it just, it's frustrating because there's an erasure in our history. Like we, we just, at this point, you can't tell me in 2021, I don't know what um, these little like textbook companies that, that need to like kind of figure out what they're going to do. Girl, do burn right the there, whole there. book. Honestly. Right. Burn the whole book and start it. I'm saying in 2021, I don't want to, I don't want to hear or see any more whitewashing of our history mm-hmm. in textbooks mm-hmm. going forward. Cause I know y'all produce some shits every year. Burn it up. Yeah. Yep. Start it over. Yeah. Right now. And hire like, black people to do it. Exactly. I'm at this point. I'm like, let's not even like like fuck the white school. Like we need to build our own schools. Hello. Yeah. Like let's yeah, like let's let's have full agency and autonomy around how we educate our children, how we bring up oh, our yes. children. Like I want, yes. yeah. Let's find them, figure out what these black school initiatives are, and support yes. everyone out Ooh, there. That's, yeah. great. <laughs> that's a great that's action cool. item. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, so I do, I do want to wrap up, but I have two questions before we we end this great conversation. One is this is a debate topic that happens often, like within my family or like um, within my community or friend groups, whatever. Do you think your sexual orientation or preference is something that you understand at birth or is it societally is it is it something that's influenced by society so for example do you think that you are born gay or do you think that your community and where where you're you're brought up influences you you to become gay or lesbian or however you identify i think it's as we learn our like views and opinions on everything we, we like learn about ourselves like i think that like we learn that like oh like i learned that like oh i don't like like I like food preferences, like travel preference, you know, like whatever. Like it's also like something that like I learn and understand about myself as I grow. And you mm-hmm. learn that via like we we learn that via our relation to other people. Like Jordan, that like you learned through like dating in seventh grade that like, okay, well I like her, but like I also like him. Right. Right. Okay. Like cool. Like it's it's like it's all it's a not it's like I want to say that it's a learned behavior, but it's like it's not like it's like put on you. But I think that like mm-hmm. it's as you learn like what you like. As you mm-hmm. learn, like you know who you're attracted to, exactly, which, like has the capacity to grow, and I think it's all like, yeah, it depends on who you're in relation to for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I yeah, I feel. I mean, I said this earlier, right? That like as everyone was trying, starting to be like, whoa, like sex and other and yeah. dating and all that. Like that was also when I started to like ask all these questions and like see things clearly, and like it has always felt, it always felt it has felt like it's been there. And it comes in and out of awareness. And I also really like, Jess, that you're saying that it can, like, it transforms. And it grows. And it, like, you know, like, 
yeah, in college, I, you know, we was making out with, with women. I don't know. That was also like, those are just my friends. Like, I was just really drunk, you know? I was like, yeah, like white people drunk. Like, I was like, <laughs> but like, um, but yeah, like, it, it does. It, it feels like something that's always been there. And then like, it, it, mm-hmm. it like is coming into light. And like, mm-hmm. again, I do feel that these like societal influences or these external influences are like just heavy. And so th- this awareness within myself is always sort of in conversation with these like other agendas. And, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, like, it, and I like, I feel like I'm ebbing and flowing in between them. Um, yeah, absolutely. yeah, but like, I really, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I feels like it's been, it's been there. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. And I, yeah, okay. and and also like learned, yeah, like coming into it's, 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 it's not one or other. Exactly. No. exactly. Okay. Like okay. I've as much as I've been like oh like crushing on, like men or like you know what I've always like been open to like women and like you know, it's just like I don't know I think that you as you grow as you learn you get more comfortable with like you know your thoughts and then it's like okay how you act on them mm-hmm. yeah how you you know Absolutely. move forward with that yeah yeah. Well, as we um, wrap up the episode, the last thing I wanted to ask you both is what do you want to leave the world with? What do you want the listening audience to know about you and how do you want them to honor you? My cash app is... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm like Venmo, Jessica Dash. (laughs) Wow, no, 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 I'm, I'm just playing. That's, 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 I mean, I'm lucky you, I'm not playing, but. No, listen, drop your cash out, right, listen. Right. Okay. No. Cashing on this white guilt, okay? It's like. I am not even mad about it, cashing on it. Never mad about it. That's so big. I just am thinking so much lately about like allow, like giving myself space, allowing myself to really be like my whole self. Like what does it mean to just continue showing up with my whole self and, um, and, and also not allowing like language to, restrict that because sometimes the, it, there are parts of myself that I don't I can't fully articulate that I don't fully understand but like there there's truth in it and how I like feel um and I think for a long time yeah not being able to put language to it exactly I would reduce it to ideas of like oh that's crazy oh, I'm being emotional oh I'm this I'm this I'm this I'm this I'm this right and and um yeah, like fuck all the language. Like mm-hmm. I am I am all of it and more and probably more that I still don't know, right? But like what does it mean to give myself at least space to um to be to be in to be in, in it all, within it all. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um what do I like what do I want to take away? It's like I don't like I'm like, I don't want people to like have, I don't want to like, give people like, but well, this is what you should know about me. Cause I don't care what people know, you know, like what people like mm-hmm. think about me or like whatever, but it's like, just be like, as like unapologetic and as like, you know, determined and persistent as possible with like accountability and like keep knowing and unknowing and learning and unlearning and being genuine mm-hmm. and being brave and being kind and drink your water and mind your business mm-hmm. and, and like business on the last two yes. okay? and like like send, send some money to a friend today right. yeah. again the venmo yeah. is jessica dash pretty or you know like buy like send, send your like you know send a friend ten dollars for coffee or a cocktail like whatever it is like right. just like be like like everything that you are too afraid to act on just like do it just fucking do it right yeah like right. be brave like do a bold act and i think that like that is something that i'm learning and like call out every every time like there's a microaggression or whatever like call it out like i'm trying to really like lead by example mm. with that where i'm like nobody is getting away with any kind of like slight mm. whatever and i'm like you know just 
be be like diligent and be genuine and be brave and like that is that is all I have to say about that. Yeah. And vote and vote and vote. Yeah. yeah. Vote, for please. real. Because Absolutely. a lot of people think that they're, you know, oh, my one voice doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's like if everyone, right. like, go vote. And right. then you get, like, 200 people to, like, also, like, you know, everyone thinks that. And it's like, you are so you are so much more important than you think you are. You have a bigger, you know, effect on people than you think that you do. Everyone mm-hmm. is important. Everyone has an, a ripple. You know, everyone, like, can, like, cause ripple in the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that. Great. That's real. That's beautiful. Thank you both so, so much. Before we dip out, I want you to shout out your social media handles, where people can find you online, maybe even drop some of like your work. If you're working on a project right now, your portfolio, whatever you want to share with the listening audience. Work. Okay. Yes. My Instagram is at Mr. Jordan Lloyd. That's J-O-R-D-A-N-L-L-O. What is why is in yard, D is in dog. You know how you do that when you're on the phone with people? <laughs> um, yes. and, then, and then the website is jordandeloyd.com. And that's, you'll see, yeah, like my work and sort of like artistically where I'm at, what I'm working on. Those are the mains, y'all. Yeah. And I'm uh, at jpritt, J P R E T T on Instagram. And my website is thejustprettyballet.com. And that's Ooh. that. Oh, thank you both so much. I thank really you appreciate so this. I hope that this this was fulfilling for you. It definitely was, was for me. Yeah. I learned so much and I feel like I've grown so much closer to each of you. So thank you Aww. again. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on all podcast streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you consume podcasts, make sure that you are subscribing to the show so you never miss an episode going forward. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to the show again. I'm your host, Via Simone, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.